The United States has drawn a line in the sand for Solomon Islands regarding its recently signed security cooperation agreement with China. In a meeting on Friday, the U.S. National Security Council Indo-Pacific Coordinator, Kurt Campbell, conveyed Washington's concerns with the treaty to the Solomon Islands Prime Minister. Mr. Campbell told Manasseh Songovare they respected the right of nations to make sovereign decisions, but warned if steps are taken to establish a de facto permanent military presence, the United States would then have significant concerns and respond accordingly. Joining me is Massey University Defence and Security Senior Lecturer Dr. Anna Poles. Bula, and welcome back on Pacific Waves, Anna. Let's start with the security agreement itself. We're yet to see the final document, but we have seen a leaked draft and heard recently from a Solomon Islands government MP that the final agreement is not a whole lot different. What in that draft would be of concern to you if carried through to the final document? Nisam Bula, thank you very much for having me back on, on Pacific Waves. That's a really important question because, as you know, we haven't seen the official signed version, but as uh, Danny Solomon Islands politician Danny Phillips noted in a webinar last last week, uh, the the signed version uh, is is close to to the draft that was leaked in March. Now there are a number of provisions in that draft agreement that are concerning, uh, and what I would particularly find uh, concerning is the the vagities and the ambiguities in in that draft. And if you compare it to, for example, the Australian Solomon Islands Bilateral Security Treaty, which enabled the uh, intervention of Solomon Islands Assistance Force, of which New Zealand was part of, uh, to support uh, to respond to the rights in November last year, that that treaty is very clear, it's very unambiguous, but the draft security agreement between China and Solomons lacks that, that, le- that level of clarity. And there are some critical provisions in there which I would be concerned about, one of which relates to the uh, there needing to be agreement between both parties, between China and Solomon Islands, about the release of any information about the security cooperation agreement. And that reflects a degree of, of, of seeking to control the public narrative, controlling how much information goes into the public domain. And that would be really worrying uh, for me. And then there's the other uh, broader kind of more ambitious elements within the agreement, which relate to uh, the provision of, of Chinese security personnel to protect Chinese nationals and projects in, in Solomon Islands, uh, as well as the reference to uh, ships stopping over or transiting uh, through the country. Uh, and, and those, again, the lack of clarity, the, the ambig- ambiguity around the agreement is deeply concerning. Now, since the 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 leak and in the past few weeks in particular we've had um uh, a flurry of visits to Honiara um the intelligence chiefs from Australia um Seselja was there and uh, mm. just last week the US officials from from DC which is a rarity um do you think the the US visit in particular is is a signal that Washington isn't satisfied with its Pacific deputies performance in this regard 
I think there, that the fact that the, um, the US Indo-Pacific coordinator, Kurt Campbell, and his delegation visited Honiara so quickly after, uh, in fact, it was only, they were there only days after the signing of the agreement, um, does reflect concerns in Washington uh, that perhaps Canberra and Wellington are not as across the geopolitical dynamics in the region as as Washington would hope them to be. I think, but we also have to keep in mind that that also suggests that uh, Washington perhaps thinks that Canberra and Wellington have you know, greater influence or greater capacity to influence in in the Pacific than either country actually do. Uh, and we've, we find we need to much better understand those dynamics, uh, the influence dynamics, uh, for want of a better word, uh, to understand how effective both Canberra and Wellington are in, in the region. The Washington delegation to Honiara uh, also signaled, uh, was seeking to signal longstanding concerns that the US has been absent from the region. Uh, for quite a long time that the US has not been consistent in its engagement in the region uh, and that it, and that Washington itself recognizes it needs to step up in the Pacific. Now the, the tone of the US visit just from what we are seeing publicly seems mild compared to the to the Australian and New Zealand messaging so like like just acknowledging the the sovereignty of the decision, continuing and strengthening the relations, as you said, compared to Australia and New Zealand actually voicing concern about the, the treaty. It, what do you think of the difference there in the, in, the, in the tone of the visits? Well, there certainly were some, some subtle differences between uh, the language used uh, by, uh, by the United States as compared to uh, Australia particularly. I think we need to keep in mind that a lot of the rhetoric coming out of Australia is reflective of, of it being uh, election uh, season uh, in, in Australia. Uh, but I also think there was a, a, a phrase used uh, in the uh, White House readout of the visit where it refers to that if any type of Chinese military installation or base uh, is established or that they seek to establish any type of presence in Solomon Islands, that the United States would respond accordingly. Uh, and that phrase, respond accordingly, has raised uh, some concern uh, in Solomon Islands and, and across the region about what it actually that means. So whilst the, the, the overall uh, sense is a, is a sort of a, a softer, less foghorn diplomacy than we've necessarily seen out of Canberra, perhaps, um, it, it does leave, uh, leave us wondering what uh, that respond accordingly uh, actually does mean. And, and importantly also, what actually can the United States do? Uh, if China does seek to, with the permission of Solomon Islands government of the time, to establish some type of military presence in the country. The concerns about this move by Solomon uh, Islands and his government haven't only been regional and international. There's also a lot of angst locally, um, a lot of confusion about what this could mean for the ordinary Solomon Islander. Uh, what kind of things going forward in the future do you think the Solomon Islanders should be looking to demand 
transparency from and accountability from the government on this agreement? Well, I think there's long-standing concerns about um, arming police in Solomon Islands. Obviously, those have been key concerns uh, since before the tensions uh, and subsequently. So arming of police, uh, more weapons in the uh, in um, in Solomon Islands uh, and the fears, of course, that they could potentially spill over into other hands, uh, but also be used in such a way that was um, uh, was, you know, is, is, is in breach of of human rights. Uh, but also, as I mentioned before, the clause around the controlling of, of, of information about the security agreement and the ability of the of Solomon Islands media to be able to freely and transparently report on the agreement and on security arrangements between China and Solomons. Obviously, that's a concern too, because that speaks to freedom of the fourth estate and it speaks to the ability of the public to be to be aware of critical issues in their country that affect them. So I think those probably are two of the major issues. And then of course there's you know the long-standing concerns about you know the capturing of, of elite of corruption and, and so forth and how that plays out in terms of unequal and equitable development across the country. So you have this, this sort of perfect storm of, of issues uh, concern that will increasingly concern Solomon Islanders. But I think it's also important to note too that um, other countries in the region are also concerned about the agreement. Uh, and we have seen Tonga, for instance, uh, call for the agreement to be discussed at the Pacific Island Forum leaders meeting in June in Fiji. Uh, and so th- there is concern that the agreement does have regional implications and could potentially cut across or undermine existing regional security architecture.